Welcome back to the Bhagavad Gita in a Year podcast. I'm Radha, and I'm here with Chaitanya Charan. And we have Russell here with us again today. Hey, Russell. Hi, Krishna. And today we are on day 45, right? 45, yeah. And text four. So actually, I should specify that's chapter three. We started chapter three. So chapter three, text four. And we are learning about um, dif- about renunciation, right, CC? Yes. Text four. Nakarmana manaramhan, naishkarmyam purushoshmute, nachasanyasanadeva, siddhim samadhigachati. Do you want to read the translation? Okay. Not by merely abstaining from work can one achieve freedom from reaction, nor by renunciation alone can one attain perfection. Yes. So in this text, if we do an overview of the chapter, so this from 4th to 8th, Krishna is talking about premature renunciation and contrasting that with saying that as compared to premature renunciation, action is actually better. So now later on, he will differentiate between various kinds of actions, but this is what he is establishing. So Krishna is clarifying for Arjuna that while Arjuna is thinking there are two levels, but these two levels of action and renunciation, they are not monolithic. That, that within renunciation, there can be various kinds. Within action, there can be various kinds. And not all forms of renunciation are necessarily superior to all forms of action. That is the key point that Krishna is making over here. Uh, or he will make. So he is in the particular verse, he's saying that go be the key theme here is go beyond appearances, go beyond superficial or externals. So he says, if somebody just giving up action, that alone is not renunciation. And similarly, adopting the renounced order, that means, say, wearing the dress of a renunciate, that alone does not lead to perfection. Samadhi is a spiritual perfection. It doesn't lead to that. That is the key point that Krishna is making over here. So now this particular point that simply giving up action is not the same as renunciation. So why is it like that? He will elaborate on that further in the next verses. But the key point is that what Krishna will say is that what we are doing is important. But even more important is why we are doing it. That more important than what we are doing is 
why we are doing so we could talk about in contemporary terms that sometimes say some laborers go on a strike now they go on a strike because maybe they feel that uh, they are being exploited and that's one thing and they it's a matter of principle they feel that we should get a greater uh, a raise of job and when they 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 are going on a strike maybe at that time they are because they are exploited and when they are they feel that way then what they are going to do is maybe they are a part of some processions they are doing some agitation but then somebody else may also not work simply because they are lazy now both these kind of workers are not the same both have stopped going for work but both are not at all the same so that is what krishna is conveying over here okay so it's not like it's like things are not always as they seem and we should exactly yeah yes. look to understand at a deeper level and make our assessments on that level yes so that we could give many examples of this but that that will come in the next verse and i'll talk about it asal to any comments no nah, i'm good it's good so ट्रीट krishna will talk about what's wrong with inaction hmm? inaction just in, in terms of giving up action what's wrong with it krishna will give three broad reasons or what's wrong with it hmm. so the first reason is here he is giving it is for all practical purposes it's impossible that you just can't do it that we are always doing some action on the other even somebody who is renounced to who is renounced everything but still they are doing some activity they will have to eat they will have to respond to nature now even if somebody is completely inactive but uh, basically even somebody who is paralyzed their heart is beating so no for complete inactivity is impossible we could even say that you no know, nothing doing i am not i am not doing anything so if somebody else is not doing anything but actually you could say nothing doing we should say that it's not possible nothing nothing doing is also a colloquial phrase that don't do that so that is just not possible say nothing nothing doing that's not a something to be done so the idea over here is 
Krishna is saying, how is it possible to not do anything at all? We'll always be doing some things. We are by nature two creatures. So action is integral to us. So this is similar to the, the section we discussed in the previous ideas if to be desireless mm-hmm. or to be thoughtless. Now, of course, thoughtless generally it means reckless. And you're doing thinking something without thinking. But if thoughtless can be mean thought free, hmm, it's just not possible because the idea that I should have no thought is also a thought. Hmm? So we cannot literally be thought free. Hmm? Now we can be free from hmm, the thought free. If you see free from all thought, that is not possible at all. But if it can mean free from unhealthy thought, now then that goes, that is possible. And then that leads to a discussion of what is unhealthy thought. Mm-hmm. So similarly, desireless means free from unhealthy desire. So inaction or actionless, that means free from unhealthy action, self-defeating or binding or harmful action. So first, Krishna gives us that it is impossible. It's just no living being can stay inactive. Now, here, one more point comes up. So some people may say that, okay, we are active. It is because of our conditioning. So it is because we have impurities. Because we have so many worldly desires, that's why we are active. But once we are free from these conditionings, then we will become inactive. But the Gita is going to explain that it is not because of our very core nature. It is not because of our conditionings. That now there is some activity because of which we are active. So, for example, we we some alcoholic sees a bottle of alcohol and starts craving and chasing it. Now that is because of conditioning. But even in the pure spiritual state, the soul is always active. So, if we can just consider our conditioning, the conditioning is like a burden. So, even in a burden state, we are active. So, if we are still active. So when we are unburdened, what will be active? Actually, we will be more active. It's uh, suppose example, some person carrying heavy baggage. Now what is going to happen? That baggage is actually going to slow the person down. Now, of course, we could say conditioning can make us destructively active also. So conditioning can have various effects on us. But the point is that beyond the conditioning, we all have innate nature and that innate nature is also to be active. So hmm. so if you took our conditioning we- away, we'd still have a, we'd still, ha- our nature would still be, be to be active. 
Yeah. So here there is a. I'll just elaborate this point. Suppose somebody is in pain. Whenever they move, maybe they have arthritis. Hmm. So now, now they want to understand what is the cause of pain, or they want to be free from pain. Now one would is stop moving. Okay, that's one one solution. But after they stop moving, what are they going to do? Is the, are they going to just lie motionless for the rest of their life? So they stop moving will give relief from pain, but that is not the ultimate solution. This is only a temporary solution, but. Hmm, Cure arthritis. That is the real solution. This is a lasting solution. So similarly for us, what is so when we say okay, action leads to bondage. Therefore, give up all action. There'll be no bondage. Well, okay, you can give up action. Then there'll be no bondage, but. First of all, Krishna said in the previous verse, "Just by giving up action, you won't be free from bondage." Why? Because the bondage is caused not just by the external actions, but the desires that are there inside. So, first he is saying that. So, give up action, or oh, let's put it this way. Let's analyze analyze this structure a little bit more. Action leads to bondage. Therefore, give up action, and one will be free from bondage. That is the reasoning going on over here. This Now, is what Arjuna is, thinks. Is that what you're saying? This is Arjuna's thinking. Mm -hmm. hmm? Now, when Arjuna is Arjuna is thinking like this, so. What is the problem with this thinking? Is that this twofold? Krishna is saying that actually speaking, uh, this this he will elaborate later. There are inner desires hmm, that lead to action, and that lead to bondage. So now, if we just cut out, if we just stop action. Now, Krishna is saying, "Okay, that if you stop action, first of all, this is impractical. You can't do it." And then, in the next verse, he will say, "These inner desires will remain, and that will make a person hypocritical." Mm -hmm. So, in this way, Krishna will actually. Deconstruct and demolish Arjuna's argument, Arjuna's reasoning. He'll expose the flaws in Arjuna's reasoning. So, if desires remain, then one will not be able to be actually free. So, is this clear now? What is being said overall? Yeah, yeah. It's just like a band aid, and yes. So it's not so, actually. It's just giving up the action is not actually really getting to the root of 
Exactly. So that's why he says that when he says in the previous verse that giving up action doesn't lead to freedom from bondage, that is because the desires are there and the desires are still there. As long as the desires are not removed, that's not actually going to lead to freedom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, I, I was an alcoholic and I've given up alcoholism. Alcohol. Okay. You may say you have given up alcohol, but has alcohol given you up? Is the desire still there? The desire is still there. You may not be drinking today, but tomorrow when the desire comes up, you'll start drinking again. So giving up alcohol externally, that is good. But that alone does not mean that one has become sober. Yeah. When one is free from the desire, that's when one has become sober. Yeah, that's like that the premise of the 12-step program, right? It's like they don't just white knuckle it. They don't just like give it up and that's it. But they, they give it up and then they invite divinity into their lives and they try they come to believe in a power higher than themselves and in that relationship they're they're pulled out of it mm -hmm. give up drinking is one thing but give up desiring desire for drinking that is a big thing and this is only external this is internal and this is much more important. And so that how, to give, how to give up that desire, that's what, as you said, 12 yeah. steps involves an elaborate amount of process. And similarly, Krishna will talk about how if somebody is giving up action also, what is the what is their worldview? What is uh, their consciousness? All that is much more important. And without that, without changing the internal, in some only only changing the external. That is not effective. Yeah, because like in the same way, Krishna is not just saying like, oh, just fight and don't, who cares? Don't care about your relatives. Just detach. He's saying attach to something much greater. That will come later. But yes, that mm. will definitely come. True. Okay. Russell, any comments? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. Good. One who restrains the senses of action but whose mind dwells on sense objects certainly deludes himself and is called a pretender. So here... Krishna is completing that reasoning, the sixth X, when he says that, that actually, if inner desire is there and outer action is, inner desire is continuing and outer desire action is stopped, then what happens by this is that the person is becomes at one level two-faced. That person becomes uh, a super... Uh, that person is... Krishna using two words over here. Is 
Mithyachara is hypocritical. And he says he is a deceiver. So now the point is that these two words might seem similar, but basically it's like this is hypocritical is deceiving others and one is deceiving oneself also. Like some people think that, okay, I have changed and they may, they may convince others, they may put on a facade that they have changed and that will lead to others having a problem. But sometimes they may believe that they themselves have changed and that could be a bigger problem. Of course, we all want to change for the better. But um, they are cheating themselves because they think they have evolved spiritually in this particular case, but they are not growing spiritually at all. So it's somebody who has no military training suddenly gets a gun and a uniform and starts wearing that and says, now I become a soldier. Now I become a hero. Now, if somebody does that, now people, if the people start thinking, oh, you're a, you're a hero, you're a soldier, you're going to protect us. They are untrained civilian, gets a soldier's dress and weapons. Soldier's dress and... Now, what is happening is the others are deceived. Oh, you're a soldier. They may respect that person, oh, you're a soldier, you want to protect us. But then what is happening that the soldier will also be deceived because if that person goes into a war untrained, then the chance of that person getting slaughtered is far greater. So similarly, if a person goes into a the renounced order without actually renouncing desires, then that person is going to harm themselves as well as harm others. Mm. So that's why that, that, that is that is not something which is which is healthy. That is something which is not at all desirable. So Krishna is saying that it's it's obvious that Arjuna is is attached because he has such an aversion to wanting to fight. So that in itself shows that he's not actually renounced. So therefore renouncing would be more like running away from his problems. Well, I'm not sure whether this verse literally applies to Arjuna. Krishna is analyzing a level. It could apply to Arjuna also at one level. Because see, hypocrite is a very strong word. Arjuna has lived in a forest also. He has lived a renounced life before when they were exiled. Now, of course, that was circumstantially obliged. Arjuna has lived austere life. But, you know, it's one thing is austere life as a phase. Phase because of some reason. He is, and that is, that, and it is permanent. They're two different things. So we could say that Krishna is speaking this to Arjuna also that if you are going to do this, this will be unhealthy. But Krishna is also doing a general analysis. 
that is saying that if somebody simply thinks and giving up action leads to renunciation and just because i have renounced now i have become perfected that person is thinking superficially and that person is thinking deceptively also so if arjuna thinks that okay i'll just renounce and uh, then it's a problem so it could apply to arjuna also okay so shall i summarize this what we yes. discussed today thank you Russell, for your comments. Yeah, no, it's so good. It's uh, excellent. So we discussed four, three verses today again. Uh, the first point, fourth verse, which we started with, was Arjun Krishna telling Arjuna that actually go beyond externals. So he said that. why because external renunciation might be there but that doesn't lead to liberation because internal desires they have not been not dealt with if they are not dealt with then that renunciation is superficial that was the theme of the fourth text then after that second point we discussed was related to the fifth text that is krishna is saying inaction is impossible because because natural for us natural to act and then we discussed it is not just our conditioned nature to act but it is also our spiritual nature to act Here we discussed about how there is a misdiagnosis of pain or misdiagnosis of bondage. Cause of pain is not just movement; it is the disease. Similarly, the cause of bondage is not just the action, but the desires that are present within. And then this was later the sixth verse. The third point was that if if desires are present and action is absent. correspondingly then that leads makes a person uh, that that's harmful this is where premature renunciation also it's harmful to others because people get deceived but it's more important harmful to oneself also that person is not going to make any spiritual advancement so thank you very much hare krishna thank you